fellow fiends. Welcome to another terrifying and delectable episode of Nightmare on Film Street. The horror podcast with zero credibility, but all of the blood, ghouls, and gore. Your puny heart can handle. <laughs> Let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street. I'm Kim. I'm John. You always do the end this week. Do I? Do you, I always do you it? You always do the end this week. Oh, okay. So it is all you. And this week, classes in session. Welcome to Monster High. We are talking 1985's Teen Wolf and 1989's Teen Witch. Yes, the, the teen sweets, as they're known. <laughs> Pick your paranormal affliction. Pretty well. <laughs> 99 a dozen. <laughs> werewolf movies are hard. And not for us. I just, I think werewolf movies are hard sells. If I can just jump right into this. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same way that, that zombies are hard, especially for this era of horror filmmaking, because it's a trope that doesn't have a lot of freedom, and any deviations you can do to the genre, the subgenre, have already been done. Yeah, but also, how many successful werewolf movies have there been in the last 20 years, we'll say? <sighs> Underworld? Not really a werewolf movie, but though. But not just a vampire movie. Okay. Um, and then how many successful zombie movies have there been? The scales are tipped. I'm yeah. saying it's, it's harder to make a good werewolf movie than anything else. Yeah, I think the werewolf affliction in itself is kind of simple, and there's something less, even though it's a paranormal thing, there's less thing, something less paranormal about the werewolf, like... The whole point of a werewolf movie is the transformation period. Somebody, normally your protagonist, becomes the werewolf, and it's about their journey changing into this primal animal. And it's less about them as the werewolf. I mean, they probably go and do bad things and murder people, and it's awful. But it's not really about that story unless the werewolf is the villain and it's terrorizing your group of protagonists like Van Helsing or whatever. But on its own, it's a pretty simple story, so you can't have those too often because, I mean, how often are we going to watch somebody descend into being a werewolf and it being terrible? Well, that sounds like body horror, and I'm totally in for that, but it never really plays out that way. But it's hard to do something unique with that because the werewolf curse is set in stone for the most part. I mean, the only way you can change it up is if you change the, the character design. That's really all you have going for you is uh, your character design. Because, I mean, you have your silver bullet rules, you have your ripping the pants rule, your full moon. I mean, there's not a whole lot of freedom you get. I think the last time somebody tried to do an honest, full-on horror movie with werewolves was Wes Craven's Cursed. That's probably the last time I've seen a Strictly werewolf affliction movie. Hmm. Can you remember? Can you think of anything more recent? Well, there was that Wolfman remake, but it wasn't very good. When was that? The you mean Benicio he, del Toro? Yeah. That Why did I just assume that? Maybe in my brain, it my brain remembers there was a Wolfman movie, but uh, yeah. The crazier thing about he looks that, like a werewolf. Anthony so. Hopkins is in it. Is Anthony Hopkins it's, a werewolf? No, Benicio del Toro is 
But it's so weird that we're getting in a serious discussion about werewolves because these movies that we're talking about today are probably the goofiest movies we have ever covered on this podcast, except for my birthday episode that was pretty goofy. But yeah, holy crap, is it hard to talk about these movies because they're so simple. They both have that pattern of nerdy kid rules the school and then realizes like oh what i wanted all along was what i already had in front of me like it's that that standard coming of age film where you know all they want is to be popular and then they realize they have nothing but popularity in the end and they're also just absurd they are so make no sense especially teen witch and holy shit. Yeah, and I would argue that she doesn't really learn in the end. I, you think she's going uh, to, and then I mean, I don't think it quite gets there. I don't think Michael J. Fox learns anything in the end of Teen Wolf. Like, Yeah, I mean, he just learns that the girl that was all around him the whole time was the better option. Yeah, and but like, I don't his know. dad's been saying that the whole time. We'll get into it later. But, but I don't, I don't, I guess he did that, does he do that final shot not as a wolf? Or did he just learn to embrace being the wolf and being Michael J. Fox? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't remember. What did we teach teens in the late 80s? I'm not sure. (laughs) I mean, I guess I grew up, though, with the craft, and all you really learn is beware of teenage girls who can harness the power of snakes. Which is most of them, from my experience. (laughs) If you've ever had to deal with three-way calling, you would agree. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get started, Kim, what's keeping you creepy this week? Well, we've been recently watching some screeners of movies from Fantastic Fest, which is going on all this week in Austin, Texas, if you're in the area. And we've seen a lot of awesome movies that I have started throwing some reviews up on the website. You have some coming as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just been an overload of new movies. And not just horror. We've been watching a lot of foreign thrillers, a couple documentaries, some really cool short films. The reviews are now hitting the website. We've been posting them all week long, and there's a ton of new upcoming movies to check out from Fantastic Fest, and we have a whole ton more. So hopefully next week we can download you guys on all those movies in the episode, along with Gerald's Game, which is also playing at Fantastic Fest, and it's coming to Netflix. So it's going to be a really good recommendations episode. So yeah, you'll definitely have to stay tuned for next week. But if you can't wait, head to the website now, nofspodcast.com, and check out those Fantastic Fest reviews. But John... What is keeping you creepy this week? What's keeping me creepy? Very simple. I want to give a big shout out to our most recent Patreon supporter, Sonia. Sonia, if we were in high school and all I wanted was popularity, but one day realized I was this amazingly cool werewolf, I'd be the king of the school. My weird friend with crazy t-shirts would make a whole line of teen wolf clothing that I could use the profits from to take you on a nice date. But unfortunately, no. I spent it on frivolous affairs and fast cheerleaders, (laughs) only to realize before it was almost too late that all I needed was you. You're going to have to talk to Kim about that one, too, by the way. There's a, there's a weird rift that's happening. That wasn't appropriate. That was a little, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. You are a true fiend, and we absolutely appreciate your contribution. Awesome. And also on Patreon this week, we dropped a bonus episode. We reached our most recent goal, which was the Boogeyman bonus. So we've released a bonus episode. So head to patreon.com slash Nightmare on Film Street to check out that new episode. We revisit the It movie. I think like everybody else out there, can't get enough of it. Like <laughs> It's all over the place. We've both seen it 
a few times now, and uh, we just had more to say about it. Yeah, so we went through any of our errors from the last It episode that we released. <laughs> our errors. Yeah, John's errors from the last It episode that we released, and we also revisited some things that we, some issues that we had with the film, and uh, some things that we just didn't get to. There was a lot that we couldn't fit into that la- that one hour episode, so this extra, I think it's 35 or so minutes, we get to talk like full on about things that we really appreciated about the film, so definitely check that out. That's patreon.com slash nightmare on film street and that's exclusive to patreon supporters it won't appear in our regular episode feed but enough of that we've got the business out of the way let's get into these movies for michael j fox life hasn't been easy hello hi i'm going through changes his voice is changing give me a keg of beer at last, he's become... Scott? Scott Howard? This is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. So Teen Wolf from 1985, currently sitting at a 6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can get behind that. I can. <laughs> I thought everybody loved this movie. I, I will agree that that rating surprises me. Had you seen this film before doing this episode? This one in particular? Yes. I had not seen Teen Witch, and I can't wait to get to that one. (laughs) But, um, yes. (laughs) Yes, I had. Okay. I saw Teen Wolf, I'd say, in snippets on TV. Okay. Why did I enunciate TV weird? Mm. I had seen it in snippets on TV, on the television. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a 90-year-old woman now. (laughs) TV is a new technology. (laughs) Soon we're going to get an electric icebox. (laughs) I thought this movie was going to be worse than it was. Mm. So I feel like I'm going to have a hard time talking about it. Both these films are terrible. Don't get me wrong. They're both bad. You're going to catch a lot of flack for saying that about Teen Wolf. No, but in a great way. Um. It's an amazing kind of terrible. So my vote this week is going to go to the best kind of terrible film. Okay. And I want this film to be worse. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Teen Wolf goes too far into being bad. It's just a very good movie. Um, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just meh. <laughs> yeah. you, know you're, you know you have a fucked up podcast where you're just like, you know what, this movie, not bad at all. <laughs> like, I wish it was worse. Yeah. Like, that is not a review people should give. Like, there's some outdated opinions about gay people. And there's, <laughs> there's some... Boys there ever. Really outdated courting rituals at the high school parties oh yeah okay but here's here's the thing everybody at that party was on board with those games don't you yeah it was weird though i can't get six people to do a murder mystery barbecue (laughs) but they can get 30 people to just shamelessly take their clothes off and do a bunch of shit in front of everybody else and whipped cream and like i don't even understand that game we had spin the bottle and stuff growing up we had what is it, seven minutes in heaven and that stupid shit? But what was that jello thing and that whipped cream stuff? This is verging on weird, weird. Okay, Can that's, you imagine that's a what... parent coming home and being like, you guys have a keg and there's girls covered in whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> this is on pay-per-view. This did, that's funny. That does not look like the kind of party you'd want to clean up after. But this is the darker side to kids' parties where spin the bottle was a slippery slope that just led to some crazier stuff. That's all this is. I feel like those girls were not all into that. I mean, they in the film, they looked all into it, except for Boof, who... Boof. 
Boof is the girl character. That is her fucking name? Boof. Okay, I don't think I wrote that down. Yeah, if I had have heard that. It's Boof. So we're skipping over everything, but whatever. So Michael J. Fox has this seven minutes in heaven with his... With Boof. Friend-zoned pal, Boof. who's a girl, who likes him, but he doesn't give her the time of day because he likes the Playboy Playmate. Yeah. And, which, she's actually a Playboy Playmate. You're fucking kidding. Yeah, in 1982. And this film came out in 1985. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, but either way, she goes in, they do the seven minutes in heaven thing, he gets, like, too rough with her, and she says that, slaps him on the face, and then everything's okay, and it's just a weird grazing over gray area, yeah, there is another and the back film. of her clothes are ripped up, I was gonna say, so there, is, there is another film that exists where that is a pivotal moment that just, like shakes her to her core and she goes home and cries and like huddles up in the bottom of a shower that this just affects everything about her i don't know coming out into that party and be like oh it was it was good and then and just... her hair is all like fucked up and everyone's like yeah but then yeah. it's just like wait a minute though like he got too fresh he got too fresh <laughs> oh it's weird i didn't i don't know what to think about that scene that scene is like way darker than this movie even dares to go <laughs> so there is something about this movie that i just i wish the vampire vampire i wish the werewolf stuff was way more vague to be honest it's called had... Teen Wolf. People know what. No, <laughs> it's not that I want it to be super vague. Like, is there actually a werewolf? Is like... he a wolf or is it just puberty? No, I love that he becomes a werewolf. Like the scene where he's walking down the hall, just getting high fives from everybody, being the coolest guy in the room, is the best. I've used that gif a thousand times, but I wish. Isn't it weird that life is just how gifable a moment is? Oh, well, it's the universal language. Like, forget <laughs> math and music. Like, that's the language that counts. That can transcend. That's transcend. true. That can travel across countries. We should be using, you know, when we send messages to space and shit, it should be GIFs. Yeah, GIFs It should be no. fa- no, but There's facial so much... expressions are so understandable. How do you put a GIF on a gold record, Kim? You send them a portable DVD player <laughs> with some lithium-ion batteries. <laughs> <laughs> lithium ion is like is <laughs> and they're like but they're fucking still using lithium ion i was gonna say it's gonna go one of two ways they're gonna go jesus christ these cavemen sent us a dvd player or it's gonna be like, have they even made fire yet <laughs> yeah like lithium is going to be their arsenic and they're gonna just assume it's a declaration of war like we <laughs> gift wrapped a bunch of like unless they're lithium we... based then they'll just absorb it into their folds yeah you said that so calmly. I, what I just said was really absurd, John. <laughs> it's like you're you're just numb to my sense of humor now. I live in a world where anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah in the confines of these walls. Like, Jim it's just said something about an alien's folds. It's just a Saturday evening. Well, who did I don't want to body shame an alien. <laughs> so tangents aside, though, I do kind of wish that the <laughs> werewolf thing was a little more vague. I had completely forgotten that Dad was also a werewolf. A weird thing to forget, but. What a great reveal for me, again, That's the best the scene in this time. whole movie. Yeah, where he's like, I really think we should talk. Please, come on, open the door now. And when he <laughs> opens the door and Dad's also a werewolf, fucking gold. Absolutely loved it. But I really wish him turning into a werewolf was more of a metaphor about puberty. More than it already is. Like, I just wish it just happened. And there See, was no this, explanation this for movie, it. This movie, it really isn't, because it's kind of that transformation of, like, he's not cool on his own, and he can't get the girl. Well, he has this wolf thing, and then he he becomes this extrovert and he's more self he's more self-confident but it's not the popular girl he wants it's the girl that's always been around so it's not really a 
he doesn't really learn anything in terms of like be yourself because he's growing into new skin. So yeah. he's like getting comfortable in his own skin, but his own skin is actually kind of fucking weird. It's more like a modern Icarus tale. He flew too close to the sun and he has to like realize the, the bleach blonde he's made. sun. Oh, oh so smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of just wish uh, it was something that just happened. Like he started to become a werewolf and there was no rhyme or reason why. Mm. Like in this, we know that it's passed down. I love that dad's like, oh, I didn't tell you because, you know, sometimes it skips a generation. Which makes sense. It makes sense. Can that you imagine? You like, you would want to never have to tell that to your son. Can you imagine if you only ever found out your dad was a werewolf when he's just, like, an 80-year-old geriatric and he, like, <laughs> can't control it anymore? That's funny. That'd be amazing. I do want to talk about, while you've touched on the scene where, with the transformation with dad and Scott. Scott, his friend? Oh, Scott, Scott is Michael J. Fox's character. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk about the character design for the werewolf because I really like it because it's so cheesy. But... Think of this movie is in the middle of, like, a werewolf movie renaissance. There were a ton of werewolf movies coming out in the 80s. And the character design for this is so silly. Mm -hmm. It's not canine at all. I almost like Dad's werewolf more than I like... uh, I love Dad's werewolf because he's got, like, lighter hair. And he almost looks like a Sasquatch. A little bit. (laughs) I just love it. I think it's so silly. And it's such a complete... I don't even know anything about the current Teen Wolf television series. I know it's kind of a big deal. But judging from the posters that I've seen of all the hunky teenagers that are actually 26 years old, they definitely are not going in that direction. Direction. They are definitely dreamy wolves. Mm. Well, they're dreamy teens. We live in a post-Twilight world, Kim. I know. That's what I was going to say. They're all Twilight-esque. But that's what's so great about this film is that he becomes this cool, popular werewolf. But it's not like he becomes this alpha male. Which you would think with the wolf canine thing. He he just becomes a sillier, furrier version of himself. Yeah, it's just another 80s movie about a nerd kid who becomes the popular kid. He has like a moment in the sun. Right? Yeah, like he's more, he becomes more athletic, I guess, but he doesn't... But he was always in the basketball team. Yeah. He just becomes better at it. He just, do- he doesn't change. Yeah, okay, well, speaking of change, during those basketball sequences when he is oh the werewolf, God. totally like an eight, like, like a, a seven basketball foot guy. player. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like built. a much bigger oh, guy. That's great. All of a sudden, Michael J. Fox is 6'2". <laughs> yeah. And everybody, everybody in the stands, everybody on the team, they're all just jaws on the floor. Nobody's screaming and running out of the room, which I would do. But also, after I love just, it. It's funny. After sinking two baskets, though, and he's like, come on, they're all on board. They're all just like, okay, yeah, 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 we could do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. We're winning now. Oh, it's nuts. It's actually kind of cool how accepting everybody is about the werewolf thing. I don't know. It's... It'd be a completely different movie now. <laughs> no, but there's something so optimistic about it. And like, it's like a world where bullying doesn't exist. The character design, though, is my favorite thing about this movie. I just love how silly it is because anything done nowadays, and it is out nowadays, I'm going to go look at the photo for the transformation of the wolf in the current Teen Wolf series. Because I'm sure it is the dreamiest fucking wolf with the shiniest amber eyes. His fur glistening in the moonlight, perfectly pomaded down. But apart from, like, Michael J. Fox becoming a wolf and then actually becoming a wolf and then getting better at basketball, that's really it. This movie's pretty simple. Oh, yeah. There's not a whole lot to it, which I really like. I like when a movie is simple because you get a lot of exploration in the characters. This episode is just a countdown till we talk about the fucking car surfing. These waves are mine. Oh, I didn't even... See, that's another thing that would not happen today. It's not not even that it wouldn't happen today. It's just 
There's something about teen movies, regardless of what decade they were ever made, there's always one activity that we get the kids to do that we think, like, they're trying to sell us on the idea that, oh, all teenagers do something like this. And it's... I mean, definitely back in the 80s, something dangerous and weird. Now you've got, like, perks of a wallflower where we're going to drive through this tunnel and we're going to find the best song to listen to while we drive through this fucking tunnel because we're what? idiots. Yeah. That sounds so boring. <laughs> That's like the story arc of the film. Oh, God. And they, they listen to 18 songs. And then finally they find out that David Bowie's Heroes is the best song to listen to. Couldn't they just take the another route? <laughs> okay, but the fucking card serving in this movie is ludicrous it is ludicrous i don't get it it's from okay so, how did they start doing that why is it such a common thing he doesn't even try and talk him out of it is that even physically possible though to stand on a vehicle while it's moving and not fly off i mean i saw death proof mm-hmm. and i wouldn't want to be anywhere near the hood roof front back of a car without tethers <laughs> a belt is what you mean. like two belts that you can hold Te- on to something yeah some like they don't tethers. have you really are a 90 year old woman <laughs> don't make fun of my verbiage you whippersnapper <laughs> probably possible i'm sure it is but as soon as you speed up or slow down you can yeah. lose your back anytime you break you you would run over your friend yeah i'm sure it's no problem while like if you are filming it speed, in front of a green I suppose screen on that's a van true, yeah. that's not actually moving yeah, yeah no it's easy yeah that scene where he swerves and his friend just falls back and like what about like no that ends with him dying yeah, <laughs> he gets under the wheels the car behind them runs him over as well it's in the newspaper werewolf kills best friend like, <laughs> surprisingly not with teeth yeah. you know car. we are shitting on how unrealistic this bit is but I swear to god there was a phase in high school where all the kids that skateboarded would like hang on to the bumpers of cars also a michael j fox thing from back to the future oh really yeah and a kid Didn't at somebody died, died. Oh. <laughs> yeah he totally died oh. doing that see and that's why shit like that can't be in movies today because parents would be like no oh yeah um and was... society because society communicates now and they don't let things happen if they don't agree with it i mean we all did stupid stuff in high school because none of us thought we would die we're immortal yeah, but teens and adults all have that in common. Nobody thinks they're going to die until they do. Well, okay, so, I mean, like, as an adult, you're just like, no, it's not possible. I'm a good person. I won't die. I've done everything right. But as a teenager, you're literally just like, nah, it's fine. Teenagers don't die. Like, speed! Let's do speed! <laughs> let's do speed! Did you think I was going to say, let's go fast? Because I didn't. Yeah, I sure thought so. But yeah, the thought never crossed my mind. Like, there are moments where uh, I can remember just walking across the street downtown Toronto without looking both ways because I was like, they'll stop. I'm like, that was my first thought. Like, nah, somebody will stop. They don't want to hit me. Like, it just... Oh. The amount of things that I've just jumped off of for no reason. Like, it's a, it's no surprise my ankles and knees are just fuck, And both my shoulders are broken. There's no surprise. But, um... I've never yeah. broken a single bone. Oh, you gotta. It's so much fun. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you get to just, like, miss the entire summer break and I'll... sit in your room all day while everybody else is having fun. It's Out that rear window. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. Yeah. But I will say, I did enjoy the surfing segment. I think it's great. I think it's really funny. I, th- I love that he has a full, like, surfing California getup on. He's got a Hawaiian shirt, the sunglasses on at night. Looks great. When Michael J. Fox says it later in the movie, it is not surfing. I don't even know what he's doing. He's just playing air guitar <laughs> on top of the van. Like he's a wolf now, and he doesn't play by your surf. rules. Yeah, okay. 
I love, though, how much time this party takes up because not only is it the party, but there's all of this pre-gaming the party in them trying to get a keg of beer. Oh, yeah. Give me a keg of beer. But then it turns out when they finally get to the party, there's, like there's no beer. fucking... They didn't even need to waste all that time. So they wasted our valuable movie time <laughs> trying to get this fucking cake from... Actually, it's pretty funny, though. The clerk is great. The clerk is pretty funny. You little bastard just won't give up, will you? Listen, no ID, no goddamn beer. Can't you get that through your thick skull? It shows him growing into his werewolf skin. Just give me a cake of beer. They never, okay, first off, if you are trying to get away with making it look as though you are a drinking age to purchase liquor, do not just say beer. Can I have a keg of beer? Nobody says that. They do in films because they don't have brand licensing. That's why whenever they go to the bar, they're like, can I have a pint, please, of of beer? And then they just get a ambiguous yellow liquid. (laughs) Looks delicious. And that's it. (laughs) Okay, well. If you literally went into a bar today and was like, I would like some beer, please, they'd be like, get out. Even if you were 50, they'd be like, get out. Especially because we're in like a craft beer era and they're like, you don't even know what amber ale you like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always so overwhelmed at bars because we always go to like brew pubs because John's got this beer thing. And the menu (laughs) is bigger than, it's got 200 drinks on it. I'm like, okay, what's the lightest, lowest calorie beer you have? Mm -hmm. And I always look a fool. So I would just... Stick with my cocktails that are super simple, like yeah. my vodka sodas, my rum and cokes, and my Ryan gingers. Oh yeah, like I don't even necessarily look at the type of beer all that often. I just go, I my eyes scan it until I see one that I haven't heard of. I go that one. I don't mean to roll this episode all the way back to the beginning, but you're gonna do it anyway. What the fuck <laughs> is up with the heartbeat at the beginning of this movie? It is so weird and slow and just. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's supposed to be his heartbeat. Oh. And then it's like we're in slow-mo. It is a weird opening. We also, it bookends the film because he also has that at the end of the movie too. That's true. But this isn't a cinematic drama. This is a teen movie. (laughs) And it probably should have started with a pop song. (laughs) I don't know if you know this. This is a movie where during a sex scene with a werewolf, the girl will say, You are an animal. Like we do. There's a sex scene? Yeah, she totally sleeps with Pamela. Like they're doing the auditions. She does? Yeah. I remember her getting naked and being like, we're all just actors here. And they're like, Pamela, you're coming on really strong. Considering yeah. You only met this guy yesterday. At least in your mind, you only met him yesterday. Yeah, that man is boofs. You stay away from boof. Boof? Like, why boof? I know. I can't get over this. I'm finding excuses to say her name now because it's so absurd. Yeah, and it is it is a weird plot when you think about it because I don't... He doesn't really learn anything. He doesn't really grow, I guess, maybe... Okay, so can I build on that for you, too? Okay. There is a scene in this movie where Dad is trying to talk him out of letting the werewolf take over, basically. Mm-hmm. And the example that he gives is their vice principal. Like, in the past, he, he realized the error of his ways and how dark things were getting with the werewolf when he made this guy soil himself. And he thought it was the scariest thing. Like, he went full werewolf and growled at this guy. And this guy thought he was going to die and peed his pants, basically. And he used that as a teachable moment to his son to say, like, you can't take this too far, man. Not even, like, 15, 20 minutes later, that vice principal has cornered Michael J. Fox. And he's like, I've got you now. You're whatever. You're out of this school kind of thing. And Dad appears out of the shadows. And instead of, you know, having, like, this heartfelt, like, hey... 
Leave him alone. He's just a kid. I want to apologize to you for what I've done to you in the past. Yada yada. Yeah. Which is what you're expecting. He intimidates him <laughs> and makes him pee his pants again. Oh. Then insults him about it. Nobody in this movie learns their lesson. Also... Another weird thing that your oddly dark conversation has brought me to, that odd moment when the jock guy reveals that he killed Scott's mom. And Is they that true? I don't know, but they completely <laughs> graze over it. I've handled your kind before. Your mama used to steal chickens out of the backyard until I blew her head off with a shotgun. It's good. We watched it twice. I expected him to ask Dad about it. Yes, right? so we legitimately watched this film twice to talk about it because I was like, I don't know if I can talk about this movie. What are we doing? Yeah. I think the jock literally killed his mom so, because she kept rooting around their backyard. Uh, and in you're the like, garden Wait. or something. There's two things there which don't quite make sense. One, they're always talking about how much older this guy is than everybody else. But I kind of get the impression he's still in high school. Maybe it's like first year college. Yeah, or if he's that been, guy's like, held going to college. back a year or something. Yeah. How long has Michael J. Fox's mom been dead? Because if it's they, like... I if, don't even think they mention her. Because chances are this guy killed his mom as a child, like nine years old with a shotgun shooting a werewolf. But why even mention it if if it's not integral to your plot? I don't... Because it just made it. me be like, wait a minute. Yeah, are yeah. we missing... Was there a flashback at the beginning I just did not see? And there's something really important about him not having a mother? There are so many loose threads. Because then that makes something else that I want to know. If mom and dad were both werewolves... They were. So they met each other at a werewolf mixer? How, <laughs> how does that... Wait, what? And then they... And, if so werewolfing skips a generation, do werewolves only copulate with werewolves? Or? And on top of that, Boof should have been a werewolf. Yeah! <laughs> because Wait. there is so much there is so much in this movie where he comes home and she's talking to his dad. She does hang out with his dad a yeah, lot. Yeah, but wouldn't you if you were also a werewolf and needed somebody to talk to about it? And secretly also Oh my god, that would be great if Dad and Boof kind of had this thing in common where Boof had already transformed, and so yeah. Dad knew, and that's why they played basketball together a lot. Well, he's also like, she came over to, um... Well, she just came over to talk. She's not gonna ask him for advice. Unless she's a werewolf, Oh, right? that was such a missed opportunity. We, have we seen... Well, I have werewolf, not seen Werewolf okay. 2, like, and I'm, well, I'm pretty sure... Team Wolf 2? Team Wolf 2. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it probably is. That would be great. But she also keeps going on about how she wants just him and she wants him to not be the werewolf yeah so the, it should have been the, the reveal at the end should have been that she was also a werewolf and but he didn't need to be a werewolf all along because she already loved him for who he was oh which is kind of there but um the wolfy soulmate thing though is a little confusing it is a fun movie though it's, it's such a, it's good, a great movie yeah. it's such a good standard teen flicks and honestly are you really expecting it to be no I mean, story-wise, you're not really <laughs> expecting a whole lot from a teen film. No. It's fun. It has a 30-second scene of Michael J. Fox slipping down a wet hallway. Yeah, why is the hallway wet? Why is that in the, like... Yeah, why would you clean a hallway to a point of just, like, bowling alley slipperiness while the kids are in school? Did they just shut down the West Wing and, like, stay out of the West Wing? <laughs> I don't get it. A few other things that, like... There is so much about this movie. We could do an entire episode on this movie. One thing that bugged me when I was watching it this time, how come that dog whistle at the beginning didn't perk Dad's ears up? Yeah. Or at least bug Dad. Maybe it's because he's sensitive, like T. Michael J. Fox. He's new to this. He doesn't expect the dog whistle. Maybe Dad hears the dog Maybe whistle. Maybe he's old. He's got bad hearing. Oh, it's like that tone that only teenagers can hear? Exactly. When was the last time we heard that tone? I don't, do I don't, do I you don't, know if you can still hear it? I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to check, do you? I don't do check. <laughs> I don't. Because the last time I heard it, I heard it. <laughs> And now you might just have to remember that you heard it once before. Yeah. 
But I have good weird hearing because I have this thing where I can tell when like TVs are on. You think other people don't have that ability. So no, it's only me, John. <laughs> I'm the only one. It's my seventh sense. Okay. The there's technology on around me sense. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I had a point and now I've forgotten it. Oh, I did want to say a thing. So the thing about teen movies is they always have these huge dance moments and No, oh, they sure do. Every single you cannot have a teen film where it doesn't either have a dance or a prom some of them have several dances oh yeah do you and think that's because of greece i think it's because there needs to be something like for people to work towards and it, and it adds like a romance crux because you have to have people mm. dating and inviting somebody to the dance it adds this like hormonal it's also just cooler struggle. than grad like you don't have to invite anybody to your graduation well and it's like a razzle dazzle different atmosphere than them just being in school halls the entire film but i can honestly say that prepared me for high school in a weird way because I thought high school was going to be this like social mixer filled thing and I wasn't in any clubs. I wasn't on any teams. You have to choose to be in a club. Or a I team. didn't I didn't go to a single dance. I went to prom and that's because did we have we a lot of dances to? at school? I don't think we had many. I think yeah. we had maybe two. We had prom. That was it. Yeah. And then we, we also... don't have because we don't have junior prom. We don't have homecoming. Well, we also we homecoming? in our immediate area so. have like all age clubs, which should not exist. I should just say right now, there are way more drugs at all age clubs than there are at nineteen plus clubs. I don't think I went to a single all age club. Okay. <laughs> I went to a church night where we played basketball. <laughs> hey, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't in anything. I think I was because I was just like a weird goth in high school, and that was my thing. Yeah. I did art, and then I went home. <laughs> 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 Just leave me to my Simpsons and my sketchbook. <laughs> Pretty much. The dance numbers are always absurd. We're, I cannot wait to talk about the dance in Teen Witch. But in Teen Wolf, it's very weird. I don't know what I think about it. It's weird because the whole movie is setting up for him to to get with Boof. I can't get over that fucking name. Uh, to get with... with uh, I can't... Uh, with Boof. Okay. <laughs> I can't say, like, his friend. Yeah. Her one request is that he shows up not the wolf. Like, show up as Scott. Yeah. Don't show up as the wolf. And he fucking, he shows up as the wolf. <laughs> not only does he not show up as the wolf, like, he could have gotten dressed and then, like, been nervous. And right before he went into the dance, he's like, no, 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 fuck he it. He can't stop God. it or something. Yeah. yeah. Or or it just, he he just can't not do it. Like, I, I, I'm too embarrassed to go in as mm -hmm. Scott. At home, in the mirror, doing his hair. Huge, almost Count Dracula yeah. poof on that head. And she's like, yeah, you're so fucking cool. Boof doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> it's obviously a nickname. She had to be named Mary or something. They call her Boof the whole movie. She probably does have a name, but everybody calls her Boof. <laughs> but, and you know what, too? I feel like this film also needed another scene because, so there's the the game, the final game, and, and he wins it for the, the for the team, and everybody's happy, and then the blonde girl's like, I'm gonna go get this prize pig or whatever. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then he denies her and goes with Boof, and then they kiss. And then yeah. it just fades to black, and you're like, I need a scene of them just walking hand in hand, like, home from school, and he's himself. Yeah, or at the very least, driving off into the sunset where the car rises up into the but air. He, but know. he's Scott, and he's yeah. not the wolf. There was no, I'm Scott, not the wolf scene. Yeah. Because even at the dance, when he goes to dance with Boof, he dances with her as the wolf. <laughs> that is true. He does become Scott briefly. But not a whole lot. Yeah. Not a whole lot at all. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if they they were sure what the metaphor was that they were going for with the wolf thing. Like if the wolf is like a, you're changed, man. <laughs> 
Or if the wolf... <laughs> that was the weirdest laugh. <laughs> I, I, we, I turned into a cartoon character there for a second. <laughs> or if the wolf is just supposed to be who he's who he was supposed to be all along. Yeah. Yeah. Like because it could have been a, that. Everybody's an ugly duckling. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Because there was like, no, the wolf changes you. But then it's just like, you have to accept who you are. And you're like, well, does the wolf make him a bad person? Or does the wolf who he is? Like, is, what's the message? No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm not sure if I leave this movie thinking like, yeah, he, he grew into his own skin. But it was like, his girlfriend was like, no, I want you to be lame. So I can have you all to myself. Yeah, I don't get it. I, like, sometimes when I watch teenage movies, I just like to think think that all of the stuff that doesn't make sense is explained away by a director and a producer arguing and just going, yeah, fuck it, it's for teenagers, they don't give a shit. <laughs> He's a wolf, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's great, yeah. It's just a... put him in the wolf costume. Yeah. You seen these dailies? It looks great. He's combing his hair as the wolf. Why would you not want to see that? <laughs> what isn't there to love about this? <laughs> all right, so do you have a rating for this film? Okay, before we rate this, we have not talked about his friend at all. He has the weirdest shirts. I love when he first, he comes in, he's like, hey, nice shirt, without looking around, doesn't even look at him, but the most absurd shirt that he has, when they're rooting through the garage and he's just throwing stuff in the air looking for like his brother's weed stash or something just says uh, what are you looking at dick nose like that's the shirt, the shirt he made... definitely printed them all himself oh yeah I, I would think so the only other thing that I want to talk about before we get to ratings is where he becomes the werewolf for the first time I know we talked about it briefly in uh, several minutes ago if you remember mm-hmm. um, when he's in like the dog pile and you can hear the growl he coming well, you mean when he does it publicly for the first time yeah, sorry, we're at the basketball game where he Get your wolf situations in order, John. Oh my God, the timeline's here. <laughs> that growl, when he's under the dog it pile. It sounds like a car revving. Exactly. It's like, there's no way it's not like a boat or a skidoo <laughs> or something. And they just slowed it. They pitched it down a little bit, slowed it. It is not a growl Yeah, we watched this movie with our dog, and I don't think she barked at the screen once, and she can smell dog sounds. Yeah, she's got a good growl. She's got a good... um, (laughs) Bark dog. Bark dog. That's why we don't watch sitcoms anymore. But this film did not, so clearly they didn't use any real dog sounds in this film. Yeah. Ratings, though, did love this movie. I think it's great. I was actually not looking forward to watching it, because I don't remember loving it all that much. I know it's fun, and I know everybody else has, like, a cult thing for it. I just always felt like I missed the boat on it, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, This movie is great. For all of its shortcomings, it's hilarious. It's totally worthwhile. I will give this a three out of four. Wow, that's pretty high. I did not expect to rate this wow, so high. Wow, I am so surprised, because you were really reluctant to do these movies. I, I did not want to do these movies. Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of four. That's fun. I think it's an extremely watchable film. Oh, I yeah. think it's hilarious, but I'm at the point in my life now where I need to watch movies that have some kind of cohesive plot. And I yeah. love, you know what, for the scene where, with Dad as the wolf alone, I would totally watch this movie twice a year. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so totally fun. Okay, so let's talk about a movie that is completely insane to watch and experience. So we're going to talk about Teen Witch from 1989. High school. It's supposed to be the time of your life. But for Louise Miller, high school was a living hell. From her first secret love to her first blind date. But just when nothing more could possibly go wrong, 
You're one of us. Me? A witch? Something wonderful went right. Now she's possessed with special powers. You can make anything happen. That are simply bewitching. Currently sitting at a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that is lower a bit than Teen Wolf. Yeah, not by much. Not by much. Because they're essentially the same movie. I'll say. Oh, they are basically the exact In terms same of the arc of the characters yeah. and what happens to them. Except this movie is terrible. And <laughs> <laughs> but I love it so much. Okay, so I'm so passionately excited about talking about this. We need to start with the five minute opening sequence uh, with the fucking. It's a Duran Duran music video. The romance dream that she has on the top of a building with the like translucent scarf. What a weird scene. It ends with her doing a trust fall into his arms, basically. Never she lo- gonna be. Is that the song? The same again. <laughs> oh, that is the song, yeah. <laughs> that song, the full song, if you didn't know it before watching this movie, you're gonna know it by the end because it plays. Four or five times oh, yeah. in its entirety. Definitely a theme you would also see in Teen Wolf. They reused the same two or three songs throughout the whole movie. Yeah. This one, way worse. It oh is. My God. Because it's a one pop song that only has six different lyrics. And you know why? It's because they also only had one guy that they hired with a keyboard. And they said, we need a lot of different themes here. <laughs> uh, also, some of them are West Side Story raps for some reason. Never gonna be... It's so catchy. I'm going to sing it for the next four days. Do you want me to just throw it underneath the entire second half of this episode? Thank you. Okay, you got it. I'll repeat (laughs) it. Now, okay, so coming out of that dream, we have her waking up, sadly realizing it's a dream, and her fucking brother... Is under her bed eating a whole chocolate cake. So, okay, cool. Eating food's his thing. Did he bring the cake to her room to eat under the bed? Yeah. Because it's a better hiding spot? That's taking Wiener Brother to, like, a weird level. Like, or, you know it would be great if I snuck tonight's cake for dinner to her room and got it all over everything. Or but under it, her bed, though. Was her the cake under her bed? Like, was she hiding a cake under her bed? <laughs> She's got bulimia, but we just don't address it in this entire film. <laughs> I don't get it. He's probably one of my favorite characters in this whole film, and... Zelda Rubenstein's in it, so... Okay, we'll talk about Zelda. Oh, no, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so so Cake, Wiener Brother. Yeah. Played by Joshua John Miller, who you probably know from Near Dark. He's the little boy vampire who doesn't get no respect. Oh, that's so true. I, I was like, he's in a lot of horror stuff. Yeah, he's in River's Edge. He is also... One of the creative minds behind Final Girls. You guys probably saw that. Fucking great movie from the other year. The last other, year. From the other year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I had to say it like I that. Think it's 2015. Yeah. You know, honestly... Ew, like... I don't like people who say 20. Just pretend I didn't do that. <laughs> old, old men say 2015 on golf courses. <laughs> okay. Pretend they're working, but they're not. The, how do you pretend you're working by saying 2015? Oh, you mean going golf. Well, you're <laughs> golfing. Okay. You talk about... Documents from 2014. <laughs> you get that uh, TPS exactly. Thing? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, I've got things to say about Final Girls, but like, it's got some great shit in it. You've got things to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's not an awesome movie through and through. I really enjoyed it. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. 
Like, uh, some of the, like, the, the mom-daughter stuff is the best part of that entire movie. And also, it's just really fun. Like, it's got some great callbacks. It's made by people that totally understand and love slasher films. But I don't know, it just seemed a little too goofy for me, maybe. I don't know. So we go to school with oh, we're our really, lead. We're really just going to, like, walk through oh, this Oh, no, movie. we are walking through it. Okay, bring me we to the next part you really like. walking through it yeah. all. Well, I wanted to remark on the fact that everybody in the world in the 80s, if you were a teenage girl, wore a floor-length men's peacoat. Yeah, the coats were so big. So big. And it was like such a staple. Big, boxy, woolen, braided from the winter clothes cabinet. I don't understand that. Like, where did that originate? Because it's in... Oh. (laughs) That makes so much sense. Yeah. Because it's even in Adventures in Babysitting. She's got that huge-ass coat. It's in Uncle Buck. Like, it's just the Everybody. Why was that a thing? Mm -hmm. It looked cool. So weird. Rockstars did it. So we all did it. It was great. This movie makes me want a perm so bad. There's some huge hair in And it's ter- I, I would look terrible in a perm nowadays because nobody has that kind of perm. Ah, but there you go. You'd be setting yourself apart. Nobody's got it. I want to do it. I want to go Cindy Lauper style with weird ass bangs and like a big frizzy. I don't know that Cindy Lauper is the person I think of when I think perm. I think of crazy colored hair and weird heights and volume. I think of any female lead in a Patrick Swayze movie. <laughs> or Patrick Swayze. For that matter. Yeah, of course. Um, so then we have to kind of get into the feel of Louise being kind of a... She's not a nerd in this. She's more of a dweeb. She's not cool, but she wants to be cool. So we get the gym class with... The cheerleader girls. Okay, pump the brakes. <laughs> we are going to stay here for a few minutes. And... What is up with this song? So, there's this a whole... I would say it's about five-minute scene... Oh, man. ...where the cheerleaders show their new cheer. Okay. Which isn't a cheer at all. That is a bullshit start. Somebody who is making this movie, I'm going to assume the director, was like... You know what? I have this scene from a musical that didn't... By the way, I think most of this movie is taken from a failed musical that couldn't get off the ground. Yeah, so big question here that we're going to try to answer in this segment. Is this film a musical or not? Okay. When we get to the end of the episode, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is this a musical or is it not? Okay. So let's talk about I Like Boys. Yeah, a girl just walks into the change room, goes, hey girls, got the new cheer, presses play, music number. But then it's over top, and it becomes part of the score. So there's a bunch of girls saying, I like boys, we like boys. Can you imagine a bunch of cheerleaders coming onto the team, or coming onto the field, and just doing an I like boys number? Like, what the fuck is this? But cheerleading, (laughs) you do a chant. Their mouths aren't even It's a call and response. You're supposed to get the audience involved. But they're not even cheering. Like, it is pretty simple. I like boys. It's three words. They're not even moving their mouths. They're just dancing around with towels and leaping across the locker room. No instructional period. No, just like, all right, girls, follow me. Two, three, four. Like, none of that. (laughs) None of that. It's just press play. We all know the words. We all know the steps. We're dancing on top of lockers, and the only one that's going to ruin it is the fucking coach. And then we cut to a completely different scene, and it it didn't matter at all. There was no point to it. There was no plot advancing. We didn't learn anything about anybody in particular. I will say, we got to start keeping track. That, that is a point for the not-a-musical uh, yeah, side here. it's not a musical. music in a musical is supposed to show you character development, and it's not necessarily progression of plot. We're supposed to get into the characters. Well, and the more, characters right? themselves are singing it. They're yeah. embodying the words. Fact, They're all... singing their feelings and their emotions. All you need to know about those characters is 
They like boys. They like boys. That's it. But we don't really know because it's not coming out of their mouth. No, good point. <laughs> they just might like a song that likes boys. They don't like like boys, but they like the idea of boys. We like dancing to songs about liking boys. Do you think that girl had like a, a stipulation or contract that she would not wear the outfit? Because she's the only one. In pants? I was yeah. like, you don't really look like you're ready to go in a gym class. <laughs> not at all. Everybody else is in just... Is it gym class? It's like all of gym class, the cheerleaders? Or was know. it cheerleader practice? Because Louise is wearing that dumb purple leotard as well, and I'm like, why are they getting them all to wear is this purple leotard? Yeah. I don't think so. <sighs> I have no idea. Okay, we've been talking about this as long as the segment has been. It's just so confusing. It is such a it's such a confusing moment because you're like, wait, what what is this film? I don't even know what happens after this. I think they go to no. trauma trial? Play. Trauma? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. they try out for the school play. Great audition. I think she nails it. <laughs> <laughs> so they have the results immediately after she auditions. In she front tr- of everybody too. She right? tries out for the lead and then she sits down and the drama teacher's like, Okay, playing the lead is not Louise and somebody else. And, Louise, and then you Louise. Will be, uh, your costume, costume assistant. assistant. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you imagine trying out and going, okay, so... Immediately after you yeah. try out, costume assistant. Yeah, that's like trying out for the football team and being told you're going to be the towel boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it turns out that this drama tryout was late at night because she's riding her bike home in the dark. Yeah. And then the cool guy and his dreamy girlfriend, who disappears and reappears oh, like yeah. a fucking bunny out of a hat in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is the most convenient character in this film. <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. He hits her with his car, sort of, and veers her off the road on her bike. And then there's this awkward encounter where he's actually a really nice guy and he offers to drive her home. And he's like, no, whatever. And then she's looking for a phone because her bike is fucked. And she ends up at Madame Serena. I like you. I like your cutesy little punky Brewster face. So, Madam Serena's. Yeah. Serena is played, we said earlier, she's played by Zelda Rubenstein. Who I hate in this movie. I actually really don't like her in this movie. Yeah, and I think I'm glad you're on board. I was thought this would be a really apop- unpopular opinion. weird, <laughs> and I don't understand her character's motivations. She does these sneaky things, and I think she's just supposed to be, like, this mischievous, fun character. She... But I think she's devious. And yeah, they... she is totally using the witch. The yeah. T- what's her name? What's the girl's Louise. name? Louise. Louise! They say geez, Louise! Okay, so like I'm six so... six times in this movie. I'm so glad you said that. I, I completely forgot that's written down in my notes. Totally forgot her name. But I just, I said, is this movie a 90-minute excuse to use the term geez, Louise? Yes, yeah, that's basic, That's what it's based on. Is Serena using Louise? A hundred percent, but they don't... There, There's your plot. This sinister wannabe witch who doesn't have enough power to do things on her own finds the prophecy which yeah. coming into her own and uses her power to get money and monetary things and like boyfriends <laughs> yeah like an improved house but they don't even delve into that storyline but it's obviously happening because yeah. every time we visit Zelda she's she's doing something devious with her powers or something else has changed there is a super crazy scene in this movie where Zelda sits down, where Serena, played by Zelda Rubenstein, sits down, and Louise sits on her lap like she's trying to get advice from mom. (laughs) And they talk for a second, chuckle, then they both stand up, 
Louise sits back down, and Zelda sits in her lap, and they continue the conversation. So funny. I don't get it. That is something that, like, in between takes, they're like, you know what would be hilarious? Is if I got up and you sat on my lap because I'm only four feet tall. I just, I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah, it's like, all of a sudden, she has powers because this other girl has powers. So, the weirdest thing in this movie is how they wrote in the fact, they're like, okay, well, we, we need to do, remember Team Wolf was a big deal, and <laughs> there was, like, this kid, and he wanted to be the popular guy and then he became a wolf and then he was. We'll do that with a girl but girls want to be witches, right? They want to have powers and be pretty <sighs> and, and have everything at their fingertips so we'll just I don't know, maybe she's always been a witch. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know is the (laughs) theme of this movie. Conveniently, she happens to go to the psychic, who's like, wait a minute, you're the witch! Yes! And on, isn't Uh, it your birthday in a week? uh, Like, yes, it's my 16th birthday! You're you're gonna gonna get your powers! powers. And they don't even, do her parents What are the rules to these spells? I don't understand. There are none, because she can wish things, and things change, and she does these weird incantations, and things change. It's not even an incantation, it's just like, a Occasionally, whenever it's convenient, what she says is taken literally. Like, she comes home, and her brother's being a dick, and he's like, I'm rubber, you're glue, right? Whatever, yeah, yeah, bounces off me and sticks to you. She repeats it back to him. He says, You think you're hot stuff because you went to a dance. Dreamer, nobody wants to date you because you're a dog. A dog! A dog! (gasps) Hey, I feel funny. What I don't get about that? To cure him being a dog, she picks him up. And throws him in the bath. And draws him a bath. And when she plucks him I thought him she in, was going to just leave him in the water until, like, after the, the cool boy came over. And I was like, he could drown. He's yeah. a little dog. Right? Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> Here. Here's a little toy. You just, like, fancy yourself. Float around. Yeah. Oh, I don't get it. And then, boom. Yeah, he's back to being a boy. So, what? So also, too, weird plot hole there. There's a lot of plot holes in this movie, which we will touch on. He obviously knows she's a witch now. She turned him into a dog. Would he not, because he's a wiener, and Mm. also because he's a little brother, tell her parents? The parents are in this movie very little, especially considering she's this witch that's always been and always will be. So you'd think that maybe the lineage would come from somewhere. Yeah, mom would have been a witch. Do the parents just not know that their daughter is a witch? Because it seems like it's a genetic thing. Hmm. Especially considering Zelda's got a ye old book with her face in it. Yeah, that should have been her aunt, right? Or something. Yeah, there needs to be somebody in this movie. But I guess they were like, mm, we can't get too close to Teen Wolf and a Teen Wolf that wasn't his dad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's around that time that he becomes like her butler? Does he do it because he's scared of her? I don't know. Or does she just... I don't know. They don't address it. And yeah. I feel like, they're like, whatever, she's a witch. Nobody's going to care why or how. <laughs> you're like, okay. We just want to see her get with the guy. Maybe have a rap battle or two. Yeah. Can we get to that? Can we please No, I don't know if we're there yet. Oh. Okay, so no, no. Next part. The dance. The inevitable high school dance. So they go to the first dance. Oh, right. I and so was cool girls. For a second. The cool girls come up to Louise and they're like, hey, Louise, um, my cousin's coming to the dance. Do you want to be his date? First of all, why would a cool girl ask a Louise? Maybe it's because he ends up being a dweeb. Oh, she was definitely doing it to be mean. 
I just don't get the motivation there. That wouldn't happen in real life. But whatever, this film is a whole bunch of shit that wouldn't happen in real well, life. Well, she's trying to throw her off the bread. Like, hey, you like my boyfriend? Come with me and my boyfriend. Well, she sure does a terrible job when Louise is going to abandoned buildings and having sex with him. So maybe... <laughs> that fucking scene! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so Dweeb comes. He's really weird. He asks her why she doesn't have glasses. And you're like, okay, so he's a super nerd. But then later on at the dance, he's like trying to do drugs. Yeah, he's trying to get her to smoke weed or something. Getting fresh with her and you just cannot pin down this character and i don't know what he's clearly an archetype but he's an arc he's an archetype of everything Mm -hmm. and i just don't understand also huge plot hole they're driving home from the dance and he's gotten fresh and she hates it and she's whatever she's like just go away or just disappear i wish you'd just leave me alone and he disappears yep and it is never addressed yeah. Did she murder a guy? I have no Probably. idea. Because when we talk about it later with Brad, he's like, yeah, no, really sorry that he just, uh, you know, took off like that. She's like, no, it's, it's okay, you know. He got fresh and I told him to leave me alone. He and just, he just like, disappeared. disappeared. And you're supposed to be like, <laughs> and you're like, but did she kill him? Yeah, where, where is he, he go? dead now? Yeah. <laughs> there should have at least been a scene where, like, he wakes up in his bed the next morning and the entire family, including him, thinks that he got super drunk and drove the car. That's all they needed was yeah. a scene of him waking up and being like, what happened? Last night. Yeah, and so if she's got the ability to just wish people in and out of existence, I'm pretty sure that she can get a guy to like her without having to do all these weird enchantments that she's trying to do that Zelda's telling her that she has to do. The greatest part about that spell, she's in the locker room and she's like, Kunta, Kinta, Astrada, whatever, right? Some girl walks up. I'm pretty sure that's evil dead shit that you're speaking. Okay, it's 100% evil dead, but it's also from the day the earth stood still. This girl comes up, what do you say? What is that you said? And she's like, oh, it's um, it's a new U2 song. <laughs> okay, one other thing about spells. And this is something that kind of bugs me occasionally, but, like, it's finally boiled over. I don't understand anything about how spells are used in any movie with witches. Somebody goes, I need a boy to love me. And they go, hmm, love, yes, let's see what we have for that. And they flip through the book, and they go, mm, no, that wouldn't work. Ooh, how about this one? You mean to fucking tell me there are kids out there that know more about the Harry Potter universe and what spells exist in those books than a real witch or wizard would ever know about the spells they've already learned? That doesn't make any fucking sense. If I, if somebody gave me a book of spells and said, hey, check it out. If you sprinkle this dust and say these words, you can do whatever this book says. I will have that fucking book memorized in 13 hours. I think, though, Serena's probably supposed to be an unmagic witch. Like, mm. she's a witch, but she's... She's a hanger-on. She doesn't have powers or something, and that's why she's got this sham. They don't address it. Like, this she's is a thousand, me... She's 100% a con This artist. is me giving this movie more plot than it has, because... What is her motivation up until this point? She just lives in her sad little house with all of her magic books. And then finally this girl comes along and helps her turn a coal block into money and <laughs> turn a frog into a dreamy boyfriend and change her house all nice. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I don't understand. And they don't they don't explain it and I don't know why. And so I just have to be like, Okay, well I guess that she just doesn't have powers and she's just using her. Yeah. Also, not understanding anything, like as soon as she has the ability to make Brad love her, Brad's girlfriend doesn't exist. The, she's just gone. There is a fucking montage of her getting ready to go out with the cool kids, which are 
what's her face's friends she is like now brad's girlfriend she's yeah. just assumed the role but, of that person so she, the, she finally does the spell to make herself cool and popular and she becomes the pop star shayna or shauna who shauna. i have no idea who she is but we get to hear her whole song and go to her concert again oh god damn it that's right yeah so she does this super transformation to become like the embodiment of shauna yeah and so she's a cool girl and then right after she does that she like comes at, down the stairs and there's the reveal of her all cool yeah and she gets in Brad's car with Brad's girlfriend yeah who still exists at this point yeah but it's it's almost immediately after she's tutoring Brad his name is Brad right I'm just it calling Brad. him Brad yeah, okay because yeah, yeah. he looks like a Brad or a Chad <laughs> so oh. she's tutoring him in her room and basically or is at school whatever at some point she's tutoring him and she's like where are all the your chairs? girlfriend's kind of a bitch though oh and talking all kinds of sh- not not literally she's bitch, throwing but shade yes all <laughs> kinds of shade and she's talking shit about his girlfriend who i don't even know if she gets a name she probably does yeah the second she's popular she's like i'll totally ride with you too yeah that's so like, fucking weird brad she's talking shit about your girlfriend you should not be having her in your car that steady group scene is is pretty great though to like create a highway toward the bed and she removes every chair oh my god that is so good and every character in the movie shows up hey where are all the chairs yes like so every funny. single that person is sitcom funny so good where are all the chairs and she's like shut the fuck up god damn it the best part about that scene though is after dad's like where are all the chairs he opens the door to come in he does this thing where he just like pats the door and leaves it open in such a dad move like <laughs> i'm just gonna leave this door here and you're like so fucking good that's pretty funny hilarious that's shauna scene though where they're at the concert and i'm assuming i'm assuming shauna is like madonna Right? Like I have no idea. Madonna level. I have no idea. Pop star. Is she a real pop star? We'll figure this uh, out. Yeah, I'm gonna, she has to be for how much they played the, her music. I assume she's like... And she wasn't a very good actor, so I'm assuming that she was a yeah. musician. I'm assuming she was a lot like... I think we're alone. Who is it? Tiffany. What was that documentary we watched about Tiffany like now? Oh, I don't really know. It's just basically about people that stalk her. Yeah. That was weird. It is bizarre. But... She walks away from a live concert taping like a barista would walk away from like a, a register to say hi to her friend. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh I'm in the so middle of my song. Here. They're yeah. filming it. Just want to give you this lucky coat that I've had for years that means so Take much to me. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> Take it now. Oh, I don't get it. And then that's it. That's it. That's over. Like, there's oh, no build-up to the concert scene. There's no nothing after it. Well, she needs it for the spell because she wants to be Shauna. She needs... Because Zelda said that she needs, like, her hair in her jacket. Or I thought it was her hair, but I don't think she pulls her hair out, so I don't know. Oh, I do remember that scene. Like, yeah, we're going to need some of her personal items, like her hair or her jacket. Like, huh? Yeah. And then from there, we start making, like, voodoo dolls, too. The yeah. biggest fucking voodoo dolls. She does some shitty things. She makes the cool girls hate each other be mean to each other she makes the teacher that was mean to her sexually assault the class <laughs> yeah by getting naked and then walking through a car wash well that's not really her fault that's like that's more mom that oh. scene should have ended wait like they proved their point whatever he got his comeuppance and then the brother finds the doll and throws it down the stairs and then the teacher gets thrown down the stairs like that's not funny he could have died yeah whatever oh man this movie had a whole lot of opportunities for characters to die Sure. She essentially killed Brad's girlfriend. She killed her cousin. She almost killed her history teacher or her literature teacher. 
don't know. Her teacher. Yeah. This this movie is a horror film. I if don't... you watch it, several several characters should be dead. I won't lie. I don't remember anything else about this movie until the final dance sequence. Oh, you don't remember the rap? Okay, well, So yeah. when she's popular... Yeah. The hey, pretty thing... lady, you come with us. Uh... <laughs> This, I can't. I can't. I don't remember the rap, but it's pretty close to that. I don't have. I words. think that was a really close. The rapping is great. We introduce the rapping is not. It's so we good. We introduce though. these it's characters so at the bad. beginning of the movie. All they do is rap. They're the super tough, cool guys rapping the hall. <laughs> Come on, these guys and these they have actors, a, oh. especially, have never listened to a hip hop song before the filming of this movie. I, I don't think it. the music that they're using as them rapping is those characters <laughs> speaking. No, I don't think so. It either. sounds like forty-year-old men playing teenagers in a rap song, and then they play it while these teenagers are supposed to pretend they're rapping to it and it's not oh, coming man. out of their mouth <laughs> it is so bad it's so funny though there's a whole segment where she's become popular and she's just walking down the street and all the boys at school are like driving beside her leaning out the car rapping at her and trying to pick her up guys i just i'm shaking my head right now <laughs> i don't know what to say it it is absurd this movie is crazy and those rap scenes are something else. Like, I just, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I can't describe it. It's the worst rap I've ever Ooh. heard. It's worse than the Adams Family rap. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Did you just say the Adams Family rap? Yeah. That is a good rap. It's not a great that rap. That is a awesome song. Okay, fine. It's worse than the Rugrats rap. The Rugrats. Rugrats rap. Like, what? You don't remember the Rugrats no. rap? Okay. There are a lot of different raps. It's like a James Bond movie where they're just like, oh, what's a cool sport? James Bond does that in this movie now. They went, oh, what do kids like now? Rap? That's in this movie but now. But it's so painfully, like, white and just <laughs> so cheesy. It's great. But, so up until this point, Louise has been completely selfish and self-absorbed. So they throw a few bones to the audience. They're like, no, we gotta like Louise a little more. I so... Her teacher wins the lottery, and then she gets this, like, dreamy foreign husband, uh, and she disappears. And his name? Count Lugando. Oh, That's his whatever. name. He's either Spanish or Italian or something, but yeah, she meets him, and she's running away with him. And then also, too, her friend is like, I'm not cool, and I like the guy that raps. So she enchants her, and it is the best scene in film history what ensues. Okay. No, it's so good, and we're going to play the whole clip. It, uh... Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected Who would ever really want to go and top that? Such a waste of pretty face But hanging in your nose face I wish that you would take a look and really stop that Top that, well stop that I don't really give up about trying to top that Top that, stop that I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that I, I can't believe I put that in this episode. So good. <laughs> Guys, what? this is a horror movie podcast. How did we get to this? <laughs> 
Mistakes were made. So good. Top that. I'm posting the YouTube video of this rap in its entirety on our social media. If you need to see it, which you do need to see it, you need to go there right now and watch it. It's so funny. I mean... So funny. Just hearing it will not do it justice. You have to see it. You have to see all the hand movements. Oh, man. And the fucking gestures. I can't... I cannot even handle it. I feel so bad for those guys. <laughs> oh, man. That is a career-ending moment. Yeah, you're never going to live that down. <laughs> Can you imagine if they wanted to be real musicians, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're looking for some three musicians for our movie, but we've got these pre-recorded tracks, so, I mean, you could start your career after it. I don't think those guys put that on their resume. <laughs> like, I think this is something that they just did and never spoke about. Oh, my claim to fame? Yeah, I wrote Top That and retired. Yeah, I don't give a about that. I don't give I mean, a about that. Uh, Top That. <laughs> Oh, and Painful. she's so cool. She gets she gets right up in his face, and she wraps right back. So impressive. Can I just say her hand movements? Like I thought, their hand movements were bad. Hers is awful. She's got <laughs> like the limpest hand. Like she, yeah, whale arm. <laughs> like dorsal fin. Oh man, it's like somebody in uh, oh, somebody gave her a handful of muscle relaxants. <laughs> before they shot that scene and she just yes! couldn't ball her hands Fucking, up into a fist. Like that scene in Planet Terror yes. where she's trying to open the car door. That's right. Yeah, imagine if right before she broke her wrist she was like, no, no, no you know what? You know what would be really good here? Some popping and locking. Like, I have to wrap now. My planet. <laughs> I need you. I need, oh, I, need a, I need a clean take on that one if you could. Just, you know, for. I must wrap now. My planet needs me. <laughs> Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> that rap, it just, it kills me. Like, I'm just, my makeup is down my face. It's such a good movie. <laughs> so terrible. Uh. You couldn't make a film that's this amazing on purpose. <laughs> terrible and amazing. You know what I mean? That that level of terrible where it's good. If you do it on purpose, it just wouldn't work. It's like, what's that fucking movie? The Room. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> See that? Like, it's so painfully amazing. And if they did it on purpose, it would not land. It wouldn't work. You need people's livelihoods to be ruined oh. before things are funny, I oh, guess. Yeah. Chocolate Rain, the Numa Numa guy, all that stuff was effort that just landed so far from the mark it was amazing that's just how the internet works you just have to be really really bad at things and be painfully unaware of it yeah i will say that the internet is probably the <laughs> reason that movies like teen witch continue to exist yeah and, i'm still yeah. recovering from top that so good and you know one two skip a few we wind up at another dance another prom is it the prom no so before that though brad falls in love with her yeah. And he takes her to this abandoned building and does, like, a weird strip tease. It is the it slowest is... scene after the longest montage. So, yeah, How we do go you go right out of a montage <laughs> into a slow number? <laughs> oh, God, I'm dying. Oh, my God. And he takes his clothes off and disappears up the house, and so she starts taking her clothes off. But he, like, sultrily, sultrily looks yeah, at her. Yeah, with his weird muscle tape. As, as she comes into the room, you know, he's doing the thing where he's kind of, like, looking off to the side. Like, oh, you're here. I thought they were gonna do like a dirty dancing moment. Oh, or like a footloose thing where they dance. Or where she was gonna like crawl up to Ugh. him and do like that, what's like that, that fucking song. You know the one in Dirty Dancing, which is like Baby, oh baby. I don't know the name of the song. Yeah, whatever. My sweet baby. Don't do it, John. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't know it at all. It was weird, and it gets super softcore. <laughs> like it leads, it doesn't actually get super softcore, but it feels super softcore with that weird like seduction scene. Yeah. And this is a teen film, and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. 
think she murdered people and is now having premarital sex. So, and then his girlfriend disappears. Conveniently. And is gone. Because you're assuming you're like, whoa, Brad, you got a girlfriend. This is not on the up yeah. and up. He's with her, like, publicly. Yeah, kissing the her rest of and, the movie. And, and he invites her to the dance, but oh, then she yeah. turns him down, right? Does she? But she doesn't end up going with him because he goes with... His girlfriend is back. Poof. Yeah. And then they're talking about going to college. She's like, Brad, you're going to visit me all the time. You're like, wait. He's been with her this whole time and he's been smooching with Louise. Yeah. We're, we're at the dance. He's there with her. I didn't fucking understand it. I, compl- I just thought she didn't exist anymore. And... By the way, Zelda Serena, Zelda Rubenstein, why do we have to always say both names? Uh, she's also at the Zelda dance. Zelda is, is a better witch name than Serena is. You're right. She should have just, just said Zelda Rubenstein, played by herself. And like the legacy would have been secured. Like, I knew she was a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also at the dance. Like, if the only... Uh, I, don't, I don't fucking get it. It's oh. because they were running out of time, I think. And they're like, we need to wrap everything up at this party. So we need Serena there. So here's so the problem. So she can throw the locket, which I don't know what that means. The locket was not the key to her power. Uh, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Because yeah, it she was. Had, she had powers and stuff started happening before she got no, the locket. No, it was like the, she got the locket from the teacher who was like, I think you should have this. I think and she had powers before that, John, though. I, I think know. she had stuff start happening. I think she's capable of powers, I but without know. the locket, she can't oh, but I don't, powers. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Because she's rejecting being a witch, which Zelda should be way more upset about. She should have her at knife point holding that I know, because she didn't necklace. want her to do it, and then and she's just nodding She should not be silently. happy. She should be like, I've gotten accustomed to a really nice, comfortable lifestyle, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Now put that goddamn amulet give back on and give me another some... boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a weird dance sequence that's hardly a dance sequence. Where they see each other from across the room and No, but she walk walks in and everybody's dancing for her and like dancing to her and she just like walks through them and then they pick her up and carry her around. <sighs> she doesn't do any dancing. Like you think she's gonna do this big peacock show for, for Brad and win him back. Like look how great I am at dancing. I'm so good at everything and I'm yeah. a witch. But I don't need to be a witch and then they fall in love. But she doesn't do hardly any dancing. She just comes out, puts in a Mariah Carey amount of effort. <laughs> <laughs> and then <sighs> and then they walk slowly like really slowly through a pile of people who are fast dancing yeah they walk towards each other it's insane it's insane here's the problem with that entire scene he picks her up they kiss they swing around the credits start to roll at no point did i think this was the end of the movie i didn't either my final note is <laughs> that was the end like i thought there was going to be something else i did not even see that and where is his girlfriend at this point exactly he went to the dance with his girlfriend if and it now weren't he's for, making oh. out with louise on the dance floor oh my god if it weren't for like a few key scenes i would assume that she and the girlfriend were the same fucking person i think she killed her i think so i think too. she carried her under like carried the movie yeah. her under the stage. What if the like, necklace was like the one piece of evidence that was tying her to the crime? So she just <laughs> tossed it in hopes that somebody else would take it. Oh man. I don't understand this movie. Uh this and movie why does she like crazy? Is is Brad even a person? Brad takes his shirt off to do crunches in the football stadium. That's why she likes Brad, because I mean, he's hot. And he's also yeah. in the the play. That's the thing that doesn't exist in real life that always exists in movies. The quarterback who's actually a drama major. No. Like a huge loose end that does not tie together. Or... Oh, you mean like that guy disappearing completely and a- any other <laughs> the plot source point? of her powers? Uh, so her friend shows up and sees her and has like the you've changed man moment. <laughs> you've changed man. Yeah. 
and she doesn't apologize to her really and they don't get back together and they're like they're not friends again they just there's a dance number and she gets brad for no reason yeah. i and guess her friend gets the rap guy and they're dancing happily so you're just i maybe you're supposed to assume that everything's better because people have love yeah you thank, just need a thank god rap always pays and she's gonna have a nice comfortable <laughs> lifestyle i just need a boyfriend and then life will be great for yeah. everyone yeah, I'm, I can get a boyfriend with or without my magic. She is amulet. pretty tunnel vision on Brad, though. Mm. What if it... Because she doesn't even really know Brad. She's been advanced to this grade, so she doesn't really know any of these people, and she's yeah. got a crush on Brad. What if Brad is an asshole? Like, what's plan B? Mm. I think Brad's It should probably, probably be Harvard. boyfriend, right? <laughs> oh, oh! Is this a musical? Okay. I don't have an answer. <laughs> it is both a musical and not a musical. For all of the scenes, but the top that scene, it is not a musical. But with the top that scene, it becomes a bit of a musical. But even when, yeah, like she's walking down the street, all the all the dudes are singing to about the pretty girl, da, 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 like the whole <laughs> rap thing. It's just, all of the rap scenes would make you think that it's a musical. And the, the cheerleaders. I'm, okay, so. But she doesn't ever sing. Louise we, never sings. Exactly. We are missing one scene with Louise and Zelda, like Cinderella style, that it would make this a fucking musical. Yeah. And honestly, it, it could be half of a music number because we have an entire fucking music video at the beginning of this movie. I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't... I'm going to agree with you on I, that. Wouldn't I wouldn't change a, a thing single thing about this movie. It's crazy. It just... It is so bad. And I, I really have no... I did not want to watch this movie. It was the perfect movie to watch on a Friday night. Yes. So good. So... Like, and it got better after a drink or two. It got yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun, especially watching this with you because you'd never seen it before. And your your mouth just hung open. You were just like, what <laughs> is happening? And it was great. I was just expecting a bad movie. I didn't expect this. <laughs> it, uh, I don't even know what to rate it because it's terrible. Four it's to four awful. is what you rate it. That's the rating it deserves. It's it's awful, but I will watch it. I will watch it again right now. I would also. It is so funny. And I'm going to give it a three out of four. No, I think I, you should give it a four out of four. I'm going to give this movie a Are four you? Four. Yeah. And it's it might, not it might, good. I know it's not good. I know it's not good. But if, like, Rotten Tomatoes rating, I'm going 100% on this movie just because it's fucking hysterical. Yeah, but, I mean, when you think about it, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes is like, is it good or bad? And 100% yeah, it's yeah. good, bad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's 100% this movie is good, bad. It's the thing with Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf either needed to be yeah, more like, of a real Teen movie Wolf is, or is more of a bad movie. 70% good, bad. Mm-hmm. It needed that extra 30%. So true. It needed to be a worse movie to be a better movie. Yes. Yeah. This movie is like drinking yourself sober. I don't <laughs> understand. Like it just yes. there's no logic. It defies the laws of physics. <laughs> Who made this movie? I don't know. Okay, so fine. This one's four and four from both of us. Teen Witch wins this one, but we want you guys to go vote on Twitter, and I know you guys are going to all vote Teen Wolf. I get it. It happens. At least watch Teen Witch because it is hilarious. Get a bunch of friends who are going to hate it, and they can hate it along with you. And then head over to Twitter, at NOFS Podcast, and vote on our poll. Before we send you guys out, though, we do have a game today. We haven't done a game in a while, so I'm really excited. Yeah. I am going to forward this game, though. I make no claims to the accuracy okay. of the options because I had limited time. I scrolled through IMDb. I've made my selections. They might not be 100% right. I tried my best. 
So we're going to play a game potentially riddled with errors. Okay. Are you cool with that? I'm I, cool with I that. I suppose this is like playing a card game where you've only got like 48 cards in the deck. Exactly. And, but you're at the cottage and, I mean, everything's closed because that mark down the street closes at 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to buy $8 cards. Exactly. So you're like, well, we're just going to play gin rummy-ish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the game is called Witch or Wolf. I'm going to say the name of an actor and you have to say whether they played a witch or whether they played a wolf. All right. This was actually really hard to pick names because witches are either exclusively female and wolves are generally male. So I tried to pick some ambiguous names, so we'll okay. see if I can trip you up. Do wizards count? Is that a male um, witch? I'm going to let you decide based on the actors I have chosen. But like sidebar, like what would you call a male witch? A wizard or a warlock? It could be whatever. Mm. Do they have magical powers? Okay. Okay. Let them express themselves. Um, right. But I'm not counting devils because the devils. our example is I'm going to say Jack Nicholson and you are going to say... Wolf. Yes. Just by the fact that he played the devil in The Witches of Easter. Exactly. Because okay. I don't necessarily consider the devil a witch. Is that fair? Sure. All right. Angelica Houston. Witch. In The Witches with per- Roald Dahl. Perfect. <laughs> or Roald um, Dahl's The Witches. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Oh, vampire from the vampires. Wait, we're not doing vampires. What? Okay, so the option was witch or werewolf. Yes. When did Nicholas Cage play a werewolf? I gotta go werewolf. Witch. In what? Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay. Uh... You might count werewolf if you consider Fu Manchu in Werewolves of SS a werewolf, but it wasn't a movie, so it's still witch. And he also, he's playing Fu Manchu. He's not playing a werewolf. Doesn't he, like, break out in the end? No, he's got, like, claws, but those are just, like, his fingernails. Okay, whatever. Tilda Swinton. Oh. You're not counting angels as... No, I'm not counting devils. I'm not counting angels. That's what I'm saying, like... Like, this is a stab in the dark. I'm going to say witch. She played a witch yeah. in Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anna Paquin. Werewolf in Trick or Treat. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. That's a werewolf in Underworld. The dreamiest werewolf that ever was. I suppose. I like it. Just agree. Just agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seth Green. Seth Green. Oh, I'm gonna assume werewolf. He played a werewolf in, in what? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, apparently. The uh, movie? The show? Huh? No, the show. Oh, obviously. We're doing TV in this too. Yes. Uh. And that's that's an unverified one. I got it from. <laughs> I got it from an IMDb list. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. I feel like these answers should come to me faster. Considering we talked about the movie earlier in this episode, yeah, they should. Did we? Shit. <laughs> Which? The answer is both. She played a witch in Sleepy Hollow, a loosely termed witch in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And she played a werewolf in Cursed, the Wes Craven movie that I talked about earlier. Oh, I've actually never seen Cursed. You haven't? No. It's not great. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Mr. Craven. uh, Well, it's not great. I mean, it's got a cool haunted house thing, and it's girl wolf-based, which is kind of cool. Ginger Snapsy. Got it. But, I don't know, it just doesn't quite land. I need to revisit it, but I remember it not quite landing. Okay. Are we, just, side note, are we too late? Like, are we, like, two years too late to do a That's So Craven episode? Where we oh, just, my God! Where we just pick oh two Wes Craven movies? Oh, my God. Next week on Nightmare on Film Street. <laughs> Don't make promises. I know, but, oh, my God, we have to do a That's So Craven! <laughs> okay, so apparently we're not two years too late, at least for our humor. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Hugh Jackman. 
Hugh Jackman, obviously the werewolf in Van Helsing. Yes. How come I can remember Van Helsing and not Sleepy Hollow? I don't know. Who am I? Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Alan Rickman uh, is a witch in Harry Potter. Yes! Okay. <laughs> I think we should call it an episode. Sure. Class dismissed. Yeah, really. Thank you guys again for listening this week. We'll be back at you again next Thursday with another episode. If you aren't already subscribed, hit that button wherever you're catching this episode. And please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps us get the show in front of more fiends. And if you can, for as little as 50 cents an episode, you can support our creepy little program here at patreon.com slash nightmare on film street. But thank you guys again for listening. Why does this pause get longer and longer every I time? I don't know. Stay, Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. Just long enough to tell the tale of the nightmare on Film Street. Ow! Help us grow the horde. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you subscribe. Continue this week's conversation on Twitter by following at N-O-F-S Podcast. And as always, more terror can be found lurking on our website, www.nightmareonfilmstreetpodcast.com. Until next week, stay creepy, fiends. <laughs>